Hi guys, and welcome back to the Ultimate Court Lake Podcast. Today uh, we'll be reading chapters two and three. Two and three, yeah. And we hope that you guys that you guys will enjoy this because this will be very interesting. <laughs> so, um, you're gonna, you, you guys are gonna, well. I just hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I guess in, in this episode, actually, you'll see you'll, many things. You'll find out a some, lot of things. Yeah, and you'll hear my um, comment next episode. Yeah. Okay, so um, ready? So let's get started. The next second was a blur. The car swerved right, missing Sophie by inches, then jumped the curb and sideswiped the streetlight. The heavy steel lantern cracked from its base and plummeted towards Sophie. No! It was her only thought as her instincts took over. Her hand shot into the air, her mind pulling strength from somewhere deep in her gut and pushing it out through her fingertips. She felt the force collide with the falling lantern, gripping on like it was an extension of her arm. As the dust settled, she looked up and gasped. The bright blue lantern floated above her, somehow held up by her mind. It didn't even feel heavy, though. She was sure it weighed a ton. Put it down. A familiar, accented voice warned, bringing her out of her trance. She shrieked and dropped her arm without thinking. The... Street like the street light hurtled toward them. Watch out! Watch out! Fitz shouted, yanking her out of the way a split second before the lantern crashed into them. The force of the impact knocked them over, and they tumbled to the sidewalk. Fitz's body broke her fall as she landed across his chest. Time seemed to stop. They stared into his eyes. She stared into his eyes, the eyes that were now stretched as wide as they could go, trying to sort through the flurry of thoughts and questions swirling around in her head to find something coherent. How did you do that? He whispered. I, I have no idea. She sat up, replaying the fa- past few seconds in her mind. Nothing made sense. We need to get out of here. Fitz warned, pointing to the driver who was staring at them like he'd witnessed a miracle. He saw. She gasped, feeling her chest tighten with panic. Fitz pulled her to her feet as she got up. Come on, let's get out of sight. She was too overwhelmed to figure out a plan of her own, so she didn't resist when he dragged her down the street. Which way? He asked when they reached the first intersection. She didn't want to be alone with him, so she pointed north, toward the San Diego Zoo, where there was sure to be a crowd, even during the firestorm. They took off running, though no one was following. And for the first time in her life, Sophie missed hearing thoughts. She had no idea what Fitz wanted, and it changed everything. Her mind ran through terrifying scenarios, most of which involved government agents throwing her into dark vans to run experiments on her. 
She watched the road, ready to bolt at the first sign of anything suspicious. They reached the zoo's massive parking lot, and Sophie relaxed when she saw people outside, milling around their cars. Nothing would happen with so many witnesses. She slowed her pace to a walk. What do you want? She asked when she caught her breath. I'm here to help you. I promise. Sorry about that. There was a little problem. So, um, we hope you guys will enjoy the rest of this episode with us. Um, what do you want? She asked when she caught her breath. I'm here to help you, I promise. His voice sounded sincere. Didn't make it easier to believe him, though. What were you looking for me? She tugged at a loose eyebrow, eyelash more than a little afraid of the answer. He opened his mouth, then hesitated. I'm not sure if I'm still, if I'm supposed to tell you that. How am I supposed to trust you if you won't answer my questions? He considered that for a second. Okay, fine, but I don't know much. My father sent me to find you. We've been looking for a specific girl your age and I w- was supposed to observe and report back to him like always I wasn't supposed to to I wasn't supposed to talk to you he frowned like he was disappointed with himself I just couldn't figure you out you don't make uh, you don't make sense what does that mean it means you're different from what I expected. Your eyes really threw me off. What's wrong with my eyes? She said she touched her she touched her eyelids, suddenly self-conscious. We all have blue eyes. So when I saw them, I figured he had the the wrong girl again, but we didn't. He looked at her with something like awe. You really are one of us. She stopped and held her hands up. Whoa. Hang on. What do you mean, one of us? He glanced over his shoulder, frowning when he spotted a crowd of fanny pack wearing tourists with an earshot. He pulled her toward a deserted corner of the parking lot, ducking behind a dark green minivan. Okay, there's no easy way to explain this. So I'm just going to say it. We're not human, Sophie. For a second, she was too stunned to speak. Then a hysterical laugh escaped her lips. (laughs) Not human, she repeated, shaking her head. Right. Where are you going? He asked as she moved toward the sidewalk. You're insane, and I'm insane for trusting you. She kicked the ground and, and as she stomped away. I'm telling the truth, he called. Just think, just think for a minute, Sophie. The last thing she wanted to do was listen to another word he said. But the plea in his voice made her stop and face him. Can humans do this? He closed his eyes and vanished. He was only gone for a second, but it was enough to leave her reeling.
She leaned against a car, feeling everything spun around, spin around her. You don't, but I, but I can't do that, she argued, taking deep breaths to clear her head. You have no idea what you can do when you set your mind to it. Think, to, to think of what you did at, with the pole, that pole a few minutes ago. He seemed so sure, and it made, and it almost made sense. But how could that be? And if she wasn't human, what was she? Chapter three. So what? Sophie managed to say when she finally found her voice. You're saying that I'm an alien? She held her breath. Fitz erupted into laughter. Her cheeks grew hot, but she was also relieved. She didn't want to be an alien. No, he said when he managed to compose himself. I'm saying you're an elf. An elf. The word hung in the air between them. A foreign object that didn't belong. An elf, she repeated. Visions of tiny people in tights with pointy ears danced through her brain, and she couldn't help giggling. You don't believe me? Did you really expect me to? I guess not. He ran his hands through his hair, making them stick out in wavy spikes, kind of like a rock star. Could someone that good-looking be crazy? I'm telling you the truth, Sophie. I don't know what, what else to say. Okay, she agreed. If he was refusing to be serious, so would she. Fine, I'm an elf. Am I supposed to help Broda destroy the ring and save Middle-earth? Or do I have to make toys in the North Pole? He let out a sigh, but a smile hid in the corners of his mouth. Would it help if I showed you? Oh, sure. This ought to be good. She folded her arms as he pulled out a slender silver wand with intricate carvings etched into the sides. At the tip, a small round crystal sparkled in the sunlight. Is that your magic wand? She couldn't ask, she couldn't resist she couldn't resist asking. He rolled his eyes. Actually, it's a pathfinder. He spun the top he spun the crystal and locked it into the place with the silver latch on the top. Now this can now this can be dangerous. Do you promise you'll do exactly what I tell you? Her smile faded. That depends. What do I have to do? You you need to take my hand my hand and concentrate on holding on. And by concentrate, I mean you can't think about anything else. No matter what happens, can you do that? Why? Do you want proof or not? She wanted to say no. He couldn't actually prove anything. What was he going to do? Whisk her away with some magic elf land to some magic elf land? She, but she was really curious. And really, what harm could come from holding someone's hand? She willed her palms not to sweat as their fingers, fingers laced together. Her heart did that stupid fluttery thing again, and her hands tingled everywhere their skin touched. He glanced over his shoulder. 
scanning the parking lot again. Okay, we're alone. We go on three. You ready? What happens on three? He shot her. He shot her a moving, a warning look, and she scowled at him. But she bit her tongue and concentrated on holding her his hand, ignoring her racing heart. Seriously, when did she become one of those silly girls? One. He counted, raising the wand. Sunlight hit a facet in the crystal, and a bright beam refracted toward the ground. Two. He tightened his grip. Sophie closed her eyes. Three. Fitz pulled her forward, and the warm tingling in her hand shot through her body, like a million feathers swelling underneath her skin, tickling her from the inside out. She fought off gig- a giggle and concentrated on Fitz. But where was he? She knew she was clinging onto him, but it felt like her body had melted into goo. And the only thing keeping her from losing away was a blanket of warmth wrapped around her. Then, faster than the blink of an eye, the warmth faded, and she opened her eyes. Her mouth fell open as she tried to take it all in. She might have even squeaked. She stood at the edge of the grassy river lined with impossibly long trees. At the grassy river lined with impossibly tall trees, fanning out their wide emerald leaves among the puffy white clouds. Across the river, a row of crystal castles glittered in the sunlight in a way that could make Walt Disney want to throw rocks at his magic kingdom. To her right, a golden path led into a sprawling city where the elaborate domed buildings seemed to be built from brick-sized jewels, each structure a different color. Snow-capped mountains surrounded the lush valley, and the crisp, cool air smelled like cinnamon and chocolate sunshine and chocolate and sunshine. Places this beautiful weren't supposed to exist, much less appear out of thin air. You can let go of my hand now. Sophie jumped. She'd forgotten about Fitz. Her hand released his, and the blood tingled in her fingertips. And as the blood fingered in her fingertips, she realized how hard she'd been squeezing. She looked around, unable to make sense of anything she saw. The castle towers twisted like spun sugar, and something seemed oddly familiar about them, but she couldn't figure out what it was. Well, well, what, where are we? (laughs) Sorry, guys. Our capital. We call it Eternalia. Eternalia. But you might have heard uh, it called Shang-Yi before. Shangri-La, she repeated, shaking her head. Shangri-La is real? All of the lost cities are real, but not how you'd picture them. I'm, sh- I'm sure human stories rarely get anything right. Think, all- Think of all the ridiculous things you've heard about elves. She had to laugh at that, and the sharp burst of sound echoed off the trees. It was so quiet there, just the gentle breeze brushing her face and the soft murmur of the river. No traffic, no chatter, no hammering unspoken thoughts. She could get very used to the silence. But it felt strange too, like something was missing. Where is everyone? She asked, rising on her tiptoes to get a better view of the city. 
The streets were a ghost town. Fitz pointed to a domed building that towered over all the others. The green stones of its walls sparkled, looked like a giant emeralds. But for some reason, this building sparkled less than all the others. It looked like a serious place for serious things. See that blue banner flying? That means a tribunal is in progress. Everybody's watching the proceedings. Everybody's watching the proceedings. A tribunal? When the council, basically our royalty, holds a hearing to decide someone's broken law. If someone's broken the law, it's kind of a big thing. When they happen. When they happen. Why? He shrugged. Laws are rarely broken. Well, that was different. Humans broke the law all the time. She shook her head. Was she really thinking of humans as something other? But how else would she explain where she was? She tried to wrap her mind around the idea, trying to for- try to force it to make sense. So, she said, cringing over her ridiculous next question, this is magic? Fitz laughed, a full body laugh, like it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. She glared at him. It couldn't be that funny. No, he said when he'd regained control. Magic is, magic is a stu- stupid idea humans came up with to try and explain things they couldn't understand. Okay, she said, trying to cling on to the remaining strands of her sanity. Then how can we be here when five minutes ago we were in San Diego? He held up the pathfinder to the sun casting a ray of light into his hand. Light leaping. We, we hitched a ride on a beam of light that, that was heading, that was, uh, sorry, lost my place. <laughs> that was headed straight here. That was heading straight here. That's impossible. Is it? Yeah, you need an infinite energy of light travel. Haven't you heard the theory of relativity? She thought she had stumped him with that one, but he just laughed again. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who came up with that? Um, Albert Einstein. Huh, never heard of him. But he he was wrong. (laughs) He'd never heard of Albert Einstein. The theory of relativity was dumb? She wasn't sure how to argue. He seemed so ridiculously confident it was unnerving. Is ho- concentrate harder. Concentrate this time. harder this time, he said as he grabbed her hand again. She closed her eyes and waited for the warm feather sensation, but this time it was like someone had turned on a hairdryer and sent the feathers scattering in a million directions until another force wrapped around her and pulled everything back together like a giant rubber band. A second later, she was shivering from a cold ocean breeze, whipping her hair around her face. Fitz pointed to the massive structure in front of them, which glowed like stones, like the stones were carved from moonlight. How do you think we got here? Words failed her. It had really felt like the light passed through her, pulling her along with it. But she couldn't bring herself to say it because, if it was true, every science book she'd read was wrong. You look confused, he observed. Well, it's like you're saying... Hey, Sophie, take away everything you've ever learned 
about anything and throw it away. Actually, that is what I'm saying. He flashed a smug grin. Humans do the, the best they can, but their minds can't begin to comprehend the complexities of reality. And what, elves' minds are, elves minds are bre- better? Of course. Why do you think you're so far ahead of your class? The slowest elf can still trump a human, even one with no proper education. Her soldiers sagged as her Fitz's words sank in. If he was right, she was, she was just some stupid girl who knew nothing about anything. No, not a girl, an elf. Hope you guys liked this episode, and also, um, sorry for the interruptions throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now you guys have know got to know a lot more about Sophie and Fitz, and um, get ready for the motherload of things. Big mistakes. Next step episode. I, I'm gonna have to put like I think I I'm gonna have to put the trombone before the episode starts. I do next not time. think so. Okay, so guys, one announcement before you guys. Well, actually, sort of two. First of all, um, thank you guys for again showing this to people that you think would enjoy this, and we are so excited to have more people listen to it, and. Um, everyone gets free ice cream. Yay! No, I wish that could happen. Wrong. I'm pretty sure I'd intercept the ice cream truck. So, our next announcement is that if you guys are hearing this on Tuesday, it's our host's birthday today. He is other host's birthday today. He's turning 11. And, um, so if you guys are his friends send him an email to say happy birthday i'm pretty sure and goodbye